You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. I lost it a long time ago. And folks, that's the way it is. Mike lost it once again, and again, it's been a long time ago. But when you have old guys podcasting, this is the shit that happens. Welcome <laughs> to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 264, and it's a testosterone-laden show tonight, folks. Yeah, you have this dysfunctional duo to deal with, so yes. I, just, uh, I just like the alliteration of that. So, And we're both wearing two tight tights. Whoa. I'm just thinking of you and me as Batman and Robin, you know. Going oh, okay. I just you and me in tights. That's just that's disturbing beyond you know that. I, I may be traumatized by that. Good thing Elisa isn't here. She'd probably whip up a uh, a graphic of that one. And oh god. Well, maybe I'll reach out to her and have her whip up something for us in tight of you and I in tights. Oh, good lord! That could be <laughs> even be scarier than you uh, as an angel floating over my head. Yeah, and now Melissa's just choking and coughing and everything else yeah i'm sure she's just picturing that and uh, just losing her you know little effervescent self in that one yes well if you're wondering uh alisa had some business to <laughs> time for your uh, sixty thousand word uh, realignment there or something i think so alisa had some business to take care of to tend to and melissa is still traveling across country on her roadshow tour so um she's not with us she has limited internets wherever she might be so you know that's the way it goes and again they're brave enough to leave us two alone <laughs> they whatever happens they get it's their fault you know not ours yeah yeah uh, we don't have any supervision anything is possible that's right never leave two <laughs> man boys unsupervised <laughs> yeah that could uh, that may not end well but before we go too far, because we forgot it last week, even though Elisa reminded me, but we were already kind of far into it, we do want to do the weather report because I know how upset Mark gets if he listens to the show and doesn't hear the weather report. I think it just ruins his day. So from my perspective, it's freaking hot as hell. It was 91 degrees here today. And I was schwitzing from the pitsen, and I didn't even go outside. <laughs> and it's going to be in the mid-80s all week, it looks like, so I'm not really feeling this forecast. It's just, it's not cool. We had a little bit of rain yesterday, but not, you know, not even enough, to, as they say around here, to settle the dust. So it was hot. How about you? Well, our uh, today we've hit about seventy six degrees. That's not too bad, um, you know. For me, that's I consider that good weather. Uh, tomorrow we're supposed to hit like uh, eighty two. Uh, Tuesday, the celebration of the birth of this country, the Fourth of July, uh, it's going to hit like eighty three or something. A chance of thunderstorms, which wouldn't be too bad because as much as I love the Fourth of July, I kind of get a little sick and tired of the kids in the neighborhood shooting off. Fireworks that make the you know original uh, Revolutionary War sound peaceful. Uh, so if they were to get rained out, I wouldn't be horribly disappointed. Just call me an old curmudgeon. Uh, the rest of the week, old by, curmudgeon. Yes, I am. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday looks like we're going to be getting up into the 90s. So when I go back to work on Wednesday, I'm I'm just taking tomorrow off because um, yeah, I'll be sweating some more. And I think the plan at school is we're supposed to help put some playground equipment together. So I'll be out in the sun and uh, sun drenched and sweat soaked. So you know, 
Uh, there's a picture for anybody that, you know, really don't like their life. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be our <laughs> forecast. So it's typical, you know, July weather, warm and sunny and probably be drying out before too long here. Well, we've had the lovely humidity come back. So, you know, we had like 80 percent humidity at one point yesterday. So it was just freaking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like living in a permanent sauna. Yeah, it was just freaking wonderful. Well, I, it was funny yesterday. I went to take, uh, yes, folks, I'm too cheap to pay for trash service. So I went to take my trash to the landfill, which is a normal Saturday task for me. And my son was with me. And we were riding over there. It was hot, and I had the AC going in the truck full blast. I went to get out of the truck, and my glasses immediately went, and I couldn't see shit. <laughs> okay, if your glasses fog up, you got it too cold. No, it was too freaking hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, so I had to stop, wipe my glasses off so I could see to open the tailgate on my truck to get the trash out. Wow. Okay, you didn't want to use the Braille method? No, because I didn't want to put my hand in anything I didn't want to stick it in at some point, you know. Because after the trash trash sits in the back of my truck for a few hours and marinates in the heat and sun, it's always so lovely, you know. Yeah, that's an eye-opening experience. Yeah, and maggot living experience too it's how quickly the maggots show up you know but oh anyway my, okay yeah yeah now that we've gone off the deep end there there we have so we're not going to talk about weather and maggots anymore most likely won't guarantee it but i will yeah. answer your fireworks thing last night we were watching um my uh daughter and i were watching the firecracker 400 nascar race because uh, they rate they race at night uh for this race now and so we're sitting up there, and about 9.30, all of a sudden, it sounded like World War III was going off. I mean, it was stuff big enough that it was rattling the house a little bit. <laughs> I mean, these people were setting off some big stuff. that I didn't run out to look at it, because they'll be doing more of it Tuesday night, so I'll see it then. But, I mean, they were shaking the windows and rattling the doors. So it was, it was some large fireworks. And folks... As a sad note, this year, I've talked about it before, I did not make my annual pilgrimage to the fireworks superstore to buy fireworks for the 4th of July. So that would explain the drop in the economy. It does. Okay. Well, that and the fact that I bought so much shit last year and it rained, I didn't get to finish setting it all <laughs> off. Well, okay, there you go. I had uh, two large assortments and then two, like, 30-gallon trash bags full of fireworks that I didn't quite get to. So we'll get back to that um, t- Tuesday night. We'll see how that goes. See, make sure I have all my fingers and my toes after I finish. So, Okay. But, and I apologize for the noise people may be hearing. The washing machine has gone into liftoff mode in the spin cycle in the room <laughs> next door. So. Well, while that thing is calming down, you brought up fireworks. I wanted to mention this because I got a little local pride here. Um the uh, city of Watertown, which is about a half hour away from us here, um, they uh, their fireworks display was uh, named one of the top five in the nation. They have one there at the uh, Terry Redland Art Center. Anyone who knows uh, painting and wildlife paintings knows the name Terry Redland. He was a um, uh, renowned wildlife expert. He's gone on to his his original paintings bring a lot of money. And like I say, anybody who's in the uh, 
rural and wildlife paintings will know the name. And so he passed away a few years ago, but he's got this big uh, art center there. And so they've had um, different, uh, you know, things there. I, that's where we uh, they had Dennis DeYoung from Six come down a few years ago and perform there. They've had a few other uh, stars perform there. And so like this year, they're... Um, uh, they were shooting off the uh, uh, fireworks, uh, the city fireworks there. And so, like I said, we, uh, they were named one of the top five in the nation. So, uh, you know, I, I figure flyover country here needs a, a plug once in a while just so uh, people know that there's actually people that live out here. We, we do have accomplishments once in a while, not just Mount Rushmore at the other end of the state. Oh, that's cool, though. That's really neat. Yeah, it I, is. I, I was talking to the family, the uh, local city fireworks they do the city fireworks they do on the 3rd of July. They do the county fireworks on the 4th of July. And I usually like to go to the city fireworks because they're closer. Um, but the last couple years, they've moved them. Oddly enough, they set them off on the edge of a large local cemetery. <laughs> you know, not. I guess the neighbors don't complain. Yeah, I was going to say, neighbors yeah, wouldn't mind too much, I hope. And and the area that they recommend you go be for viewing of the fireworks is not a really desirable section of town. So I'm like, um, if I'm going to that section of town, I'm going with the fireworks shooting horizontally, not vertically. <laughs> All so, right. So uh, we're debating on whether or not we're going to try to go see the fireworks tomorrow night and from a different vantage point that may not be quite as good, but keep me the hell out of the bad sections of town. Well, yeah, and here... Clark is only 1,200 people, so the fireworks display is literally across the street in the golf course. There's like one house in between us and the fireworks display. Problem is the low fireworks, we don't see so much because of the trees, so maybe we will walk out across the road. And if the mosquitoes aren't being too much of a pain in the us and every other part of my body that they can get to. Uh, but that was over there. But uh, last uh, weekend, we were down in Sioux City at my daughter's place. And across the road, across the interstate from where her apartment building is, uh, they got a call from somebody. There was a fireworks uh, warehouse down there, and they were going to shoot off some fireworks that night, you know, as kind of a promotion because it was sort of a sales pitch thing. Here, this, you know, this display is called this, and it costs this much dollars. You can see what it looks like. And so we got a free fireworks display, and we were literally a couple hundred feet away from where they were shooting off the fireworks. We're looking up, and I took a, oh, a couple hundred pictures that night. Some of them weren't too bad. Um, and so we actually had debris falling in our face. Uh, my wife actually wow. got a cinder in her eye that kind of hurt a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, we actually had stuff falling on, so that's how close we were to this. And I think for the grand finale, I think they said they shot uh, set off like oh, – I, I think they said like $5,000 worth of fireworks. It was probably a good – five, ten minutes of continuous fireworks. It was loud, noisy, and bright. But I say it was a free display, and uh, we didn't have to go very far to see it. And I, I, I took some pictures. Maybe I'll have to. I did post a few on, uh, I think, Twitter and Facebook because I did get a few likes and mentions from people. So there, I, I posted three of the, what I thought was the better ones out there, and I got a few more. Maybe I'll put a, something together on a page somewhere and put that up so people can see them. Yeah, I must have missed those. I'll have to go back through your timeline and look. Yeah, I know I put them on Facebook. I think I'm pretty sure I put them on uh, Twitter, too. Um, yeah, and I just got to go back and look to see what I've done because I just don't remember anymore. Well, that's senility. That's a different problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It I need a RAM upgrade. But when you talk about the, you know, they said they set off so many thousand dollars worth of fireworks. As a fireworks person, <laughs> a pyrotechnic maniac, um, it does not take long mm. to do that. 
Matter of fact, over my shoulder here, I can't quite get to it at the moment, I have two fireworks catalogs, folks. I go to these places that often that they send me catalogs. And I'm not talking just at the 4th of July I get these catalogs. <laughs> I get these catalogs for Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, um, Diwali, um, New Year's, Christmas. <laughs> okay. You know. well, and the weird thing was this warehouse we went to was in North Sioux City, which is actually South Dakota. Um, they could, they were selling fireworks, but they couldn't sell them to any South Dakota residents. They could sell them to out-of-state residents because uh, we're not allowed to buy them in the state until June 27th. But anybody from out-of-state could buy them. So um, that was a tad weird, but I understand how some of this stuff works. But, um, yeah, if we wanted to plunk down some money, we could have – Bought some. They had some real uh, uh, pretty ones there. The one that I'm using, I realize this is a place you don't go, but my Facebook profile picture, I put one of them up there uh, of the fireworks. And the way it shot out, it kind of looked like a sunflower with leaves coming out. And I must have caught it at just the right moment. I don't know if it was planned that way, but it's certainly the way it looks. So, uh, may, like I say, maybe I'll have to repost that one and maybe put some together on a. Uh, um, shoot, what? I don't post pictures like I used to. What would be a good place to? put them in a little display like that i don't know no yeah i'll have to look into that yeah the um the one if folks want to see an international chain uh go to fireworks.com uh aka phantom fireworks that's the place i usually go and they have places all over the east coast i think they even have a place out in south dakota or one of the dakotas mike what's the name of it fireworks.com Okay. I mean, if you put in your zip code, it'll tell you the closest either store, which, again, folks, these are like small grocery stores just filled with fireworks. Or um, you can go to uh, the other one I've dealt with now is called Keystone Fireworks. Uh, Phantom's the one I've been going to the longest uh, in Pennsylvania, which is really interesting because if you walk up to the door, they require you to show ID. And if you show a Pennsylvania ID, they ask you to kindly turn around and leave. Any other state in the union, they don't care. But if you show a Pennsylvania ID, they ask you to turn around and walk the other way. So, Okay, well, they don't have any uh, regular phantom stores here, but their retail partners are the Menards uh, hardware store chain. Uh, they yeah. have three locations in South Dakota. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a lot of places that sell them. They're very good fireworks, I can attest to that. Excuse me. I can attest to that because I have spent many hundreds. Uh, we'll say it in hundreds because it doesn't sound as bad of dollars. <laughs> so, you know, it sounds better than tens of hundreds. Yes, it sounds a lot better than hundreds of hundreds of dollars. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I will say that our record for leaving up there one year was I think sixteen or seventeen hundred dollars. We walked out of there with in fireworks. Okay. That was two shop, two and a half shopping carts full. So that was mm. lots of fireworks. And we were by no means a large purchase. Oh. I saw purchase, I have seen purchases go through that store, you know, three and four thousand dollars. People not even batting an eye and walking out with that much in mm. fireworks. So, yeah, it's, it's quite the business, folks. The only advantage is since I'm a, I forget what level member I am. I get to buy one, get one free year round, and or buy one, get two free year round. I forget what it is. 
uh, where other people don't always get that. They only get that at the Fourth of July, and you know, I'm well, special. I have my membership card in my wallet, and you know. <laughs> um, I was going to say, is this like some sort of black belt type uh, uh, deal, or yes. I'm trying to come up with a corollary between black belt and fireworks? But uh, uh, well, if you do both wrong, you're going to end up black and blue. Let's just put there it that way. A black snake member or uh, something? They have they have up there. You know, I don't know if everybody knows the snakes that we had as kids. That you light a little tablet and it stinks and it grows this like black ashy thing out of the tablet. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Sure. Well, they have the giant ones up there that are two feet in diameter. Okay. Can you imagine the mess that thing would make? While it- oh, I know. Well, I had this crazy idea this afternoon because I've seen they show you. Uh, I've seen a few videos on the uh, the internet that show you how to make your own snakes with uh, sand and baking soda and kerosene. I don't know if I got that quite right. There may be one or two other things in there. Um, I don't remember what it is, but you make your own and it just grows out of there. I had this wild idea. Why don't we just get like a big? Uh, let's go for the world's biggest snake. And just make something you know, like six, seven, ten feet across, whatever, and get to hold that much stuff, and just see if we could make one that would grow, you know, Godzilla-sized. Folks, uh, at the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records, you've heard Mike wants to try this. Please contact him. Reach out to me, yeah. and I will put you in contact with him. Well, then I just got to thinking: would that thing even be structurally able to grow that big? Yeah, considering how weak those things were—just the little yeah. teeny tablets. Um. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I. I. If the big two foot thing wasn't so expensive, and I forget what the price was, it was ridiculous. I would have bought it and tried it just for the hell of it. But I figured I'd need a blowtorch or something to get it lit. I mean, God. I mean, you. You know, a match head would light the top of one of those little snakes without much trouble, or a lighter. But I'm trying to imagine lighting one of those uh, big two foot round tablets with. Uh, you know, using a cigarette lighter or something, I'm thinking it may not quite work out so well. Okay, here we go. Uh, the quick recipe. Mix four parts powdered sugar with one part baking soda. Um, uh, make a mound of sand. Pour the alcohol or other fuel into the sand to wet it. Pour the sugar and sand mixture into the depression. Ignite the mound using a lighter or match. It's fairly mm-hmm. simple. Uh, it just doesn't sound as messy as the old-fashioned ones were, though. Well, but it grows pretty good because uh, I've seen I've watched a bunch of those, and uh, yeah, because I got sucked into a little U- YouTube stuff. Uh, today wasn't so bad, but I did watch a couple people where they would take a stack of those uh, the little uh, snakes, or they would put a bunch of them together, like ten or twelve, and they had like this one that was about a foot in diameter or something that grew up to about a couple feet, and then it fell over. But, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, that reminds me of back when uh, a dear friend of mine and I used to make our own, uh, for lack of a better term, bottle rockets. Mm. We used to take, uh, we acquired these small explosive devices, I'll say. They were theoretically quarter sticks of dynamite. (laughs) And we'd take those, a quarter inch dowel rod and a... uh, model rocket engine, the D model rocket engines. And what you do is you drill through the top of the rocket engine through the parachute stage and don't use an electric drill, folks. They go too fast and ignite. Um, Words of wisdom. Just just saying. It's just the theory on my part. Um, There you go. uh, But you do that, then you take the quarter stick of dynamite fuse and shove into that hole 
duct tape everything to a stick and light it. Um, these things will achieve an altitude far enough in the air, uh, assuming they don't fall over and come at you, not that that's ever happened. Uh, <laughs> they will achieve an altitude high enough that once they explode, you see the explosion, and then there's generally a second and a half to two second delay before you hear the explosion. So, so anybody who loves math down there can tell us by the speed of sound and everything how far that is. Uh, high enough in the air that my friend's bo- father used to come out and go, what the f- are you all doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was a very colorful gentleman. I loved him to death. Don't get me wrong. But he was very colorful in explaining to us that we were going to either take aircraft down that were coming into the local airport or we were going to have ATF out there trying to find us, one of the two. Okay, that's, that doesn't sound serious at all. No, it wasn't. No, much, much like throwing a quarter stick of dynamite into a pond covered with green scum and then realizing how far that shit flies. Oh, that was nasty. <laughs> Ah, the misexperiences of youth. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, well, anyway, folks, I, bef- before we I, go, no, to, go ahead. Well, I just, I just want to tell you quick. I dropped a link into uh, how to make your own black snakes and glowworms uh, into the uh, uh, Skype there. So maybe if you want to include that in the show notes for anybody who wants to do their own, I will or, try to. I will try to remember. Oh, the picture is very graphic. I do like the picture. <laughs> it looks like a black snake. This is true, and folks. Right. Fireworks are not just for the 4th of July. You can enjoy them every night of the year if your neighbors don't care. Yeah, don't try that here, people. This neighbor will care. Yeah, I'll be up with my display. Anyway. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Uh, So, folks, we do have some semi-serious topics because Mike has acquired new electronics. I know, you know, shock and horror that Mike has bought something. But, yeah, I know. And, you know, too bad I'm not from Missouri because that's the show-me state. Uh, uh, but I'm bump. <laughs> but yeah, and for anybody that doesn't get that bad pun, yes, I broke down and I bought not one but two Amazon shows because you uh, – the Echo shows because you could save $100 if you got two. And my thought being I want one in the kitchen because my wife has actually been using these um, – you know, she's listening to music and this kind of stuff. She's ma- using it to make her shopping list. And I thought, well, let's try one upstairs because uh, you hook uh, the uh, all recipe skills into there. And then you could ask it to bring up recipes. So if you wanted to bring up a recipe to cook, you could have it there on the screen. You could see it because the the uh, audio echoes will read it to you. But sometimes looking at it is easier than trying to understand what somebody is saying to you or something uh, to the point where I'm calling Echo a somebody. But anyway, um, so it's got somebody that screen. Loves. Yeah, somebody knows the trouble I'm in. Yeah, it's probably called my credit card. But anyway um, – <laughs> So um, I got one up there and I got one down here because the other idea is, too, because with my video doorbells, you know, if somebody comes to the door, I could just have it, bring it up on there and I can see who's there. It doesn't come off automatically. I got to see if there's – well, of course, as often as ours go off because of something going by to activate, I don't know if that would be the best thing in the world either. But uh, And I got to see if somebody actually rings the doorbell, if it would automatically bring it up. I got to do a little testing on it. I just got it Friday. The kids was home this weekend, so I haven't had a lot of time to play with this. But I have uh, messed around with it a little bit. And like I said, I put one upstairs, and just before I came down, 
make sure the door is shut so my wife doesn't hear me and come in and beat me up. I don't think she'd be horribly, you know, embarrassed. But she was up there. She was singing along to a train song. And, and you know, Kevin, just so you know, that's a rock group that, you know. Uh, okay. Okay, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know your massive, you know, extensive knowledge of music may not have covered that one. But, no, it wasn't like she was sitting there singing the trains going, woo-woo. Um, no, this is a group. Woo-woo. Uh, and – and they, uh, when you play music through uh, the Amazon Music or the Unlimited, like I got, uh, it'll put the lyrics up there in the screen, so you can sit there and read along uh, or sing along with the music. Uh, so she was she was doing that, and like I say, we haven't had a lot of time to play with it yet, but I have. Uh, it does have a rolling display up there, so it'll put up different things that things uh, is interesting, and it'll also put up there. It's reminding me that I have a chiropractor's appointment tomorrow morning because I need to get beat up by somebody other than my wife or my daughter. Um, and it'll and it right now it's and maybe as it's been around a while, it won't put up some of this stuff, but it's telling you all the things that you can do with your show right now. Um, uh, and some news headlines like National Space Council relaunched, and it's, it goes scrolls through and do that. And I've got a screensaver of that fireworks picture I took, and it's giving you suggestions of what you can do. You can listen to alternative rock music, uh, you know, things like that. So it, uh, uh, like I said, I'm I'm kind of anxious to play around with it a little bit. And then the other thing, and you do this with all the echoes, but when you do it with the show, you get visual. So last night I had it. Uh, Make a uh, you can use them as intercoms. So I called the use my show down here to call the one in the kitchen, and I didn't tell my wife what was going on, and she kind of looks at the thing and says, "Is that you?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm trying out the video thing." Okay, uh, she's kind of like had that look like, "Okay, I've known you this long, I'll just humor you," um, <laughs> but um, and I don't know that we necessarily need video in the house, but it is. You know, hopefully we can start using the intercom part because we don't have that big a house. But I do get kind of tired of, you know, us yelling back and forth to each other. It would be nice just to have use these so we can have a normal conversation or whatever passes as normal for us uh, without having to yell at each other or whatever. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, And uh, I also uh, I got an extra dot. So I put that out in the garage with some speakers. So now I can play music out there. Or again, we can do the intercom thing, or I could use it to give verbal commands. Because um, I've got a couple of the GE uh, remote light switches I haven't got put in yet, but I want to put one to control the lights inside the garage and the front lights of the garage. So that, and then there's probably some way through if then and that or something where I could set up. Uh, so we could have the lights come on at random times uh, when we're – well, maybe just random times just to confuse people. Uh, but when we're not home to make people think that there's some activity – I know we already confuse more people than necessary. But um, have the lights just kind of come on at different times to make people think that we're at home just to kind of you know dissuade people. And it's not too big a problem in this town, but you never know. Uh, and it's always – it's – it gives me something to geek around with, and it's a security thing. I'm, I talked to our insurance agent, and I haven't gotten anything back, but I thought they said that if you have, you know, like the ringed video doorbells and maybe a couple other things, I think you get a discount on your insurance for having some sort of, you know, surveillance or security devices there. So I got to check back and see if they've gotten an, an answer on that one yet. So I'm hoping there will be some benefits to this stuff that I'm doing. But um, like I say, I. Um, and I just went – it was the 26th. They started shipping on the 28th. Well, actually, I got ours Friday. But it was like the 26th. I went, 
Ah, shit, just order the damn thing. Uh, you know you're going to, <laughs> you weak-willed little wimp. Just order the damn thing. So, yeah, I, like I said, I went ahead and I got two because $100. I save $100. Well, okay, whatever. But um, like I said, and I, I'm thinking it's going to be interesting to you know see how that works. And eventually, you know, maybe my kids uh, – can get, you know, if nothing else, the audible, the audio, you know, echoes. Uh, so we could talk that way. Um, and I wish my daughter would uh, get something like this because they got eight speak or eight microphones built in. So it picks up the sound better because she insists on doing hands-free phone calls with me with her Android phone. And so she gets away and you hear this echo stuff. And it's like, what, what, what? Okay, I know my ears are, you know, getting older and a little harder to understand, but uh, she exasperates the problem by, um, you know, walking away. You know, and so maybe if there was a better device there, I could understand her a tad easier. Um, like I said, I haven't experimented with it a lot. Maybe at some point I'll just have to try calling my wife from upstairs, or if somebody is, or if they install the Alexa app on. Yeah. Uh, She's liking yeah. you now. <laughs> yes. The the uh, Amazon app – there we go. I didn't set it off. Um, on your phone, you can make calls from there too, and I haven't tried that one either. So, But then again, like I said, I'm trying to get her away from using her blasted phone but uh, for calls like that. But, you know, it's an, an interesting idea. And so I just – I'm uh, tempted – or, you know, I, interested to experiment with that and just see, you know, how the – uh, how it works, the sound quality, you know, that kind of stuff, um, and just play around with that a little bit. Yeah, they're cool. Um, it, they, again, though, they weird me out the same way the mm. the, the regular devices do with yeah. the always listening. And I was watching a video. It's funny that you brought this up, and I'd watched this not knowing that you were going to do this, a uh, <laughs> video review of it, and the guy was talking about they're really cool, but, you know, that drop-in feature and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That would weird me out because, you know, about the time you would drop in, I'd be standing there, you know, just getting out <laughs> of the shower or something like that. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So not something everybody wants well, to see. No, and drop in is optional. Right. Uh, you can opt. You, you can. I think you have to opt into it, I believe. I don't think it's on by the. Yeah, it's optional. But the, the right. thing is, and Allison talked about this a while, you, to do to use just the voice thing. You have to give your contacts and your contacts, yeah. i.e., your friends' information, up right. to the cloud. And you know, depending on how your friends feel about that, they may not like that idea. Right? Yeah, because so. that you know, and I guess they have to have it for contact, so they know how you know how that works. You know, so they know who the contacts are, who's trying to get a hold of you. But yeah, there are people that would not feel happy about you sharing your uh, their information to Amazon, even if it's just a you know a phone number, phone number or contact information or whatever it is. Um, and then along that lines too, and I don't think it's rolled out yet, but I'm kind of anxious to see how that works. The Google now the problem with the Amazon one is you can only call other Amazon devices or right. the Amazon app. Google is supposed to be introducing um, a feature to the home that will allow you to get any cell phone calls or any phone calls on there. You don't have they don't have to have a, you know any sort of Google device to do it. It could just be regular cell phones that I'm kind of interested in, too, because I would like the idea of, 
you know, sometimes I want to sit here and work. And I don't have to hold the cell phone up to my ear and I don't want to have to put my Bluetooth headset on to do anything. So it'd be nice just to be able to answer it on the home here and have it on speakerphone and, you know, answer it that way. So I'm intrigued to see how that works. Yeah. I mean, I use the speakerphone on my phone a lot, um, especially for work, because if I'm especially if I'm home working, it's easy. I've got a perfect spot to lay my phone, put it on speakerphone. And I can continue to type and take notes and do mm-hmm. what I need to do when I'm on a uh, teleconference. Right. So, um, yeah, that works out really well. Yeah, and the thing about the home is, again, good microphones and good speakers. So hopefully, because, you know, cell, uh, cell phones you only have one microphone and the speaker is, depending upon your cell phone, a little eh. And so I'm just thinking, you know, something with a good microphones and good speakers may help that situation, uh, you know, as far as sound quality goes for people, you know, for me hearing people and hopefully, hopefully for them hearing me. Yeah, no, that's true. And the... Uh the Amazon devices are uh, well known for the uh, quality of their microphones and speakers, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, be interested to hear after you have a couple weeks in with it to see mm-hmm. how well you like it and how well your wife's adapted to you calling her from the basement. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she, there was no repercussions, but like I say, she just kind of gave me that your weird look. Like it's taken her thirty five years to figure that one out. Yeah, Whatever. mine figured that out in about thirty five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, we, 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 after she said I do, she went, oh, shit. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, what, what do, how do you do? Oh, uh, there. There you go. I just steered the truck into a swerve and you took over. So That's right. And while I've got the steering wheel, I'm going to continue to steer it off in a whole different direction. You're going to talk- switch directions? I am. I am going to <laughs> switch us over to talk about the Switch from Nintendo. Okay, after people recover from that convoluted segue there. Yeah, it, the Switch worked. What can I say? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we switched topics successfully, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show. I know Mike knows, and Mike's mentioned that he got one. You've had it, what, two months, I think? Month, month and a half, maybe. I okay. Know. It was first introduced. I think it was in April. So no, yeah, close. Um, it came out in March. March. Okay, so it must be about two months now, I guess. Yeah. So he has one, and we actually have had one, but we we were not letting it be known that we had one. We surprised the uh, the kids with it for summer break to have for them to have something to do over summer break to play with it. And I will have to tell you, the device has been an extreme, excuse me, an extreme hit with uh, the kids. They're they're loving it. Uh, my son's eating it up. My youngest daughter's eating it up. And even my oldest daughter, who's not much of a gamer, is enjoying. She goes, grabs it, and leaves and goes down to her room and plays. So, but... Well, and even- my 27-year-old son was home for the 4th of July, and he's been home a couple times now, uh, and he's grabbed it, and he's been playing. When he was uh, – the first time, shortly after I got it, he sat down and was playing uh, Legoland Undercover, and he was playing that. And then the last couple times when he's been out, he's been doing Mario Kart 8. Um, yeah. And I think he's gotten up to – or I think he's been playing on my account uh, or my thing. So uh, I'll go in there and I'll probably be unable to play it. But he's gotten up to a level where there were certain words coming out of his mouth that, 
yeah, there's just certain words coming out of his mouth because he was getting kind of, where the heck did you come from? You stupid, quit taking me, I'll take the leader. You know, so he was just, you know, kind of uh, getting a little animated while playing it. So, but yeah, he, see, I mean, he spent a couple hours uh, uh, playing Mario Kart. Uh, he got me up to where there's a Mercedes I can drive now, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Mario Kart, you work your way up to 200, is 200 CC or mirror mode the last one? I can't remember now. 200 or 250? No, it only goes to 200 cc. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Let's put it this way. Mario Kart on the Wii, and I'm talking the original Wii, folks. I mastered that. I got gold. It took a while. I got gold in everything, all all levels and everything like that. So far on Mario Kart 8, whether it's on the Wii U, which we have, or on the Switch, I'm still trying to get through the 50 cc mode. I don't know whether my reflexes have gone to hell in the last few years or they, the power slide stuff, you know, the, uh, uh, my son calls it the Tokyo drift, the yep. drifting around corners and stuff. I, I, I get it. And then mm-hmm. the next time I play, I forget how to do it. It seems like, so right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm getting better. Um, but it's still not going, but I'll have to tell you something really fun about the switch. Uh, Friday night in the U S it was Saturday morning in Australia. Uh, my my two youngest hooked up with Mark uh, Green Tree and his two youngest kids, and Mark himself, and we played Mario Kart Eight, you know, across the world, and wow. and we had FaceTime call going so we could talk trash <laughs> to each other, you know, and and his yeah. son was talking trash to me. Oh, come on, Kevin, you can do better than that. I said, Nicholas, no, I can't. I suck at this, okay? <laughs> Mark Greentree, I seem to remember that name from somewhere. Yeah, he's the Aussie. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, wasn't he on the show Once Upon a Time? You know, he's made a couple brief appearances on this show. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, but we, we yeah. had, a, I think we played mm. for, it was two and a half hours. Hmm. Playing and then we were talking and playing and I was texting Mark disturbing images and, and <laughs> well with Mark that's not too hard but no, um, no. but it yeah. was it was a load of fun and it, we finished up after a while and uh, we got done and his his son and mine were both going let's do it again tomorrow let's do it again tomorrow <laughs> and Mark and I were both going okay we need to make this a special thing yeah well here in a few weeks we'll cook up again and let everybody play you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's winter for them down there, so it's a winter morning for them. Um, and it was in the 40s or low upper 40s, maybe low 50s. So Mark had icicles hanging from places we won't mention. Um, yeah, he gets cold really easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, he, he, the kids had a blast. I, I mean, they just, my kids and his kids just mm. ate it up. You know, it was so cool. You know, playing with somebody 20,000 miles away. Mm. was just mind-blowing, and they were just excited. But uh, then Mark and I, finally we convinced to let the two old guys play, and Mark suddenly felt better about his, because uh, he was getting his butt kicked by my son, and uh, <laughs> he suddenly felt better about himself when the best I could do was like fifth or sixth place in any race, So and he was winning. Mm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I okay. was I was just sucking, sucking wind big time playing it the other night. 
And like I say, my attention has been divided because I'm beginning to think I'm ADD anyway because I do all this stuff. Um, so I haven't ha- spent a lot of time with the Switch. I've spent some time. I've played Zelda. I've kind of gotten a ways into that. Uh, like I say, I've also done Mario Kart a little bit. Uh, I tried Legoland Undercover a little bit. I still haven't quite warmed up to that one. And then because I am who I am, I bought Minecraft for the switch and put it on there and that's been kind of fun playing around with that i've been building some stuff in there uh so like say playing the switch and i got other things to do or i i've done other things i finished the uh uh jf dubose uh uh god in the shed book that i got i I finished that one up so um i've been doing a few other things besides just doing the switch i do and i I keep getting sucked back into borderlands because i have a problem with that game anyway um but I do need to sit down with the Switch and just play around with it a little more. And I have done both. And like I say, my son was playing. He was playing uh, Mario Kart with uh, in the handheld mode because he'd played it before on the TV in the console mode. And he kind of goes, this on the you know portable thing is kind of cool. And he was even sitting outside playing it last night while we were doing things. So like I say, he's, uh, he's really into Mario Kart. He almost bought one when he was down in... Uh, Sioux City last weekend with us, but he's, you know, backed off, but maybe at some point he will. And then, and I really hadn't given the online thing much thought because then maybe him and I could do, um, do that online like you guys did. Um, it it works really well, really seamlessly. Um, it was a lot of fun. I'll just put it that way. It was, it was a blast. If I get everything set up again and you you end up doing it, then maybe you and I can uh, you can beat me at Mario Kart then after I get a chance to practice. <laughs> yeah, I got to practice too. And like I say, I do okay, but I'm only at the 50 CC level and uh, well, maybe halfway through the. Uh, well, like I say, I think my son's kind of played them too. So I um like I say I don't know how much that's messed me up, but that's about halfway through. I was doing okay. I would get my butt kicked once in a while, and it took me a little while. Because I've never played this at all, and it took me a while to wrap my head around, especially when you jump and you fly and how to navigate your yeah. your glider like that. It, it took me a little while to kind of wrap my head around that one. But like I say, and I the drifting thing, at this point, it's not a thing, but – as I get higher up, I suppose that's something I should work on. And it's just a matter of applying the brakes as you're going into a uh, turn, but it takes a little. It takes a little to skill to master to, to learn to drift. And that also, and then when you're jumping and stuff like that to get the boost so that you get that extra little shoot off and then mm-hmm. learning all the shortcuts, because there was a shortcut that I didn't know about in one of the courses um, that's been in, been around for a while that uh, Mark's son showed us, uh, he didn't, he inadvertently showed us. I don't think he meant for us to see it, uh, ah. but he showed us a shortcut. And then, of course, then we took advantage of the shortcut. So okay. yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a blast. It's, you know, the, the kids were just eating it up. The fact that they're playing with their friends, you know, like I said, whatever it mm-hmm. is, 20,000 miles away. It's just, and the trash talking going back and forth like that mm-hmm. was, was really funny. Okay. And so. like you say, the, the portable aspect of it, the fact that you can put it into a console and play it that way if you want the big, big screen experience or you can just pull it out and you can go somewhere and just sit down and put your feet up. Um, um, I was even playing a little bit uh, uh, last weekend when we went down to Sioux City. We were back in the hotel room and I wasn't quite ready to go to bed yet. So I'm just sitting there playing Minecraft a little bit and doing some things. Just so, And it, it gets pretty good battery life, I think. 
Yeah, I it does. Say four, About, five hours. Yeah, maybe? It's, depending on what you're doing, you get anywhere. Mm-hmm. The low end I've heard is three and a half. And yeah. the upper end has been close to five for most people that I've heard talk about it. And the thing about the Switch is, I think it's more or less got the same guts in it that my NVIDIA Shield tablet, though, because I think NVIDIA is making the, um, the the innards for the Switch for Nintendo. Um, because I've heard things that uh, uh, NVIDIA is not going to be show, uh, selling their tablet anymore because they had a non-compete uh, agreement with Nintendo. And so basically it's sort of the same innards. A different screen, obviously, because the uh, Switch has a uh, more of an oblong, a smaller screen anyway than the Shield does. But uh, the Shield, I can get, oh, I want to say a couple hours playing games on that. But, I mean, that's the Android tablet. It's doing right. other things, too. Checking email, checking all this other stuff. Uh, and I went and cleaned it up a lot, took a lot of stuff off because I had Facebook on there, and that was just sucking battery down along with other things uh, and kind of destroying my experience there. But, you know, so in essence, they're more or less the same thing, but the the Switch is just a lot uh, easier, uh, well, more convenient for portable. It's dedicated. It is a gaming yes. device. Yes, it is. It's a dedicated yeah, I, device, so yeah. And um, I, I I enjoy it. I haven't played it that much. I I, I told my kids. They said, "Come on, Dad. You, here, we'll we'll get off and let you play." I said, "Well, you know, as much as I want to play, watching you all have fun playing is almost as much fun mm-hmm. as playing the games myself." And they were like, yeah. "Oh, Dad, thank you." I was like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> but you know, it was <laughs> it was nice. At, remember me at Father's Day. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so yeah, um, it was. It's fun, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, as I get more time to spend with it, because I did give up a lot of time to the original Wii. I mean, I spent way too much time playing the original Wii, folks. <laughs> well, Especially Mario Kart. So that was my that was my crack. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of like me in Borderlands. I need to get off that. Maybe if I dedicated that amount of time to, um, you know, the Switch and play... Or, um, and playing a bunch of those games because, uh, like I say, Zelda is interesting. So is Mario Kart, and so is uh, Minecraft. And I do have a because I, I bought that bundle, so it was Lego, uh, Lego Undercover, um, Zelda. Uh, what was the Battlefield Heroes? I forget. It was one that you downloaded. That's I. I was working on it, not really into it that much. So I think there's uh, those three games. And like I said, then I got Mario Kart and I got uh, Minecraft. And so I'm trying to limit myself to that one. They got a new one that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, called Arms. That, yeah, that looks fun. That looks intriguing. Uh, so just I'm trying to settle in with the ones that I've got right now. Because um, I have this thing, oh, that looks you know, and I go out and get it because I got a bunch of PC games that are really cool that I have hardly played because, again, Borderlands. Um, but I got all this other stuff, um, plus shows I can watch. And I just, you know, OK, first world problem. I get it. I have a I'm drowning in an excess of things to do. And I just need to focus on a few and try to enjoy them rather than just being this squirrel running and going, oh, what here and here, here, and, you know, and just, you know, just sit alone and enjoy something for a while yeah i i face the same thing i mean and then then i it, it gets to a point too where then it gets almost so overwhelming that i end up vegetating a bit like i did today and just watching uh videos 
and I binged on a bunch of my tech podcasts, video podcasts today, um, and that's where my day went. <laughs> well, to say that was that was kind of my Friday because I uh, I had taken that day off too, and so um, no, I guess it was Thursday. I just uh, got up and had some coffee and sat down in my easy chair. My my dog Molly crawled into my lap there, and I had my iPad, and I used that thing till it was down to about twenty percent. So that was probably a good five six hours of me. Uh, I just got sucked into YouTube watching uh, America's Got Talent videos or Britain's Got Talent, some of those shows like that. And I just got sucked into, I think it was three or four hours of just watching those clips. And, and it was I looked up and, crap, it's that late already? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, what I do a lot of times is I'll uh, I'll airplay what I'm watching up to the big screen TV upstairs, but then I have on my uh, wireless Bluetooth headphones Mm-hmm. Um, which are over or on ear technically headphones. So, you know, and I'll have one kind of partially off. So if the family wants something, I can hear them. Um, right. and they'll come in and watch the show. And I said, well, do you want me to put the audio on? They go, no, you don't have to put the audio on that. <laughs> but you know, then I'll just sit there and watch the video podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And listening to it, I watched, uh, I was behind on Don McAllister. So I was catching up on screencasts online and, I was watching tech thing and I, you know, I just, I was just, and some YouTube stuff, some of the YouTube channels I subscribed mm-hmm. to and there went my day, but yep. hey, case sarah, sarah, but I did have time to do one other thing today and it was related to gaming yesterday. I've mentioned this before. My son and I tend to take these little road trips uh, where we go to these retro video gaming stores and well, we did yesterday and, uh, $35 departed my pocket <laughs> as I purchased a Nintendo DS Lite. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, Mike. No. Let me I'm hold not... it up. This It's got two screens. Okay, that's the Lite. Because there's a DS2. Well, there's oh, that's coming out. That's the new 2DS oh, XL. Two. Yeah, right. right. Well, the, for, After they got done with the Game Boy line, they went right. all the way up through the Game Boy then they came out with a Nintendo DS, which is commonly referred to as DS for dual screen, uh, right. which is commonly referred to as the DS Fat, the Fat DS. It's much bigger than this. And this it doesn't is, fold, right? No, it does. No. It does. You're, you're, okay. you're, you're, you're getting too far ahead. Okay, all right. No, I'll so, back up. So you had the DS. Then okay. you had this, what's called the DS Lite. And this okay. thing is in excellent shape. It doesn't look like anybody hardly ever used it. Right. I mean, it's in mint condition, still had the stylus that came with it. So, I mean, it's just in mint condition, running beautifully. They gave me a brand new charging cable because it's rechargeable. It doesn't use batteries. But they had the Game Boy, then they had the DS, then they had the DS Lite, and then they went into the 3DS, 3DS XL, um, and I know I'm skipping a couple here, so I'm sure Tim chatting if he's listening, he's yelling at me. Uh, and then they had the 2DS, which came out not long ago, uh, which and now this year, here later this month, as we record this in July, it's the 28th, they're going to release the new 2DS XL, which is going to end up on my Christmas list if I don't end up buying it before then. Uh, portable gaming thing. And it plays every DS game. And the DS games come on little cartridges similar to what you're using in your Switch. They yep. look kind of like an SD card. Yeah. Um, the, those look bigger. Yeah, because, yeah, you've seen them. The, the Switch has, they're more, 
not quite. Yeah, that they're a little narrower like a, and a little longer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but this, the thing I liked about this is this will also play, as everybody knows, I've been buying all kinds of stuff. This will also play my Game Boy Advanced cartridges that I pick up from time to time. So okay. you were talking about playing Mario Kart. Well, guess what I was playing on this? I was playing. <laughs> now, it doesn't use the uh, dual screens uh, for the Game Boy Advanced games, but it does. It lets you choose a screen. And here I'll start that up, and you can. Uh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's not using the bottom screen. I've got it set to no. use the top screen. But uh, this is uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Um, and it's a blast to play. And I've got Mario Kart, the DS game. Uh, let me turn this off. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's just fun to play. I mean, it's a handheld thing. I can pick it up and play. Uh, just like I pick up my original Game Boy that I bought a while back and play Tetris or some other games on it. I, I, I just, for some reason, and again, all these devices, uh, all these, the Nintendos, well, even the NES came out after you and I were much older. I mean, these are devices mm -hmm. that came out in the mid eighties. You and I were, you know, in our late teens, early twenties when these things started to come out. So I'm reliving my second childhood, going back and buying some of these devices but it's fun and it's cheap. I mean, like I said, I got this device for thirty bucks. Right. I mean, how can I complain? And the games I'm paying anywhere from two to six dollars a piece for the games, for the Game Boy Advance right. games that I'm playing on it. It's like, you know, you can't really knock it. So, no. And uh, you know, again, not that I need one more distraction, but that two DS XL intrigues me because i do kind of like the idea of something that i could pocket the switch is small but this is small enough you flip it shut you could slide it in i don't wear shirt pockets but um it would know, almost could, fit in a shirt yeah. pocket yeah or something like in the winter time i'd go i could certainly put it in my winter coat pocket or even you know when it cools off fall coat um it's small enough to do something like that so if i go somewhere and the wife is shopping and i need to you know uh, do something to entertain myself I can you know pull that out and play a game or something like that or you know even slip it into my uh, bag when I go to work and if I want to play something while I'm uh, eating dinner or something like that to kill a little time you know it's just small enough that a person could uh, it look you know I don't see a real good picture of how well I suppose is it the same size as yours no it's a little bit bigger um, okay not a not drastically bigger. It is bigger, right. uh, probably. It's probably closer to like two iPhone sevens stuck together with a hinge hinging two of them together. Okay. So, so right. think of you know my iPhone seven, yeah, and then it had another one that's hinged to, to give you the okay. dual screen effect. Okay, that's not that's still not too bad though. No, no, um, it's it's no. it's more portable than the switches and Certainly. the two DS. The big difference is. Nintendo with the 2DS is getting rid of the 3D abilities that the whole DS, 3DS, 3DS XL, new 3DS XL, they've taken all that out. But it plays the entire DS library. So everything from the games that came out for this all the way up through the most recent games will play on it. 
Yeah, that's kind of an intriguing too because then you have an established library. Whereas, like with the Switch right now, they're working on it and they're getting more all the time. But you know, they got to build a library. Whereas this one, you can get it and you have you know a bunch of games you can choose from. Well, yeah, and if you go out like these DS games when we were in the store yesterday, they basically have a big fishbowl that's full of them. You know, the the average games, and you can reach in. I think they were running anywhere from two bucks to about four bucks okay. for a game. I mean, really, it's yeah, that's up my alley because I like the, the cheap stuff. And the real expensive ones were ten dollars. Okay, you know, yeah. and these were some of the real popular older games right. for the DS. Sure. Um, you know, again, more than reasonable price. And, uh, like I said, I, I was actually looking at, because I'm collecting these things, I was actually looking for the Game Boy Advanced SP Model 101. I have a Model 001, but I can't be satisfied with just having, sure. since there were two models, I have to have both. You know, All right. it's sure. obsessive, compulsive right. a bit. Um, so I was looking at that and they had one, but they wanted $55 or $50 for it. And it had been well played. It worked perfectly. And, you know, mechanically the hinge and everything was good on it, but the case was all scuffed up because it had really been played. I mean, but I mean, it, as far as it working, it worked like a champ, no problem there. Um, but when I saw this for 30, it might've been $35. I can't remember now. I said, and this thing, again, it's shiny black. My son went, wow, I've never seen a black one before. And and the thing is just, it looks like somebody might have played with it two or three times and then put it aside. You know, and this thing cost $200 when it was brand new. Right. You know, so I got it for cheap, and they gave me a brand new charging cable, a third-party one, but I don't care about that, to use with it, and... I'm as happy as a pig in shit to use an old saying that my family, <laughs> my my uh, grandfather used to use. So, yeah, it's it's fun. It's my, it it feeds my more of my retro gaming nostalgia. But you know what the hell, I you know it prices like this. I can't afford not to. Right, and I should go listen to um, Tim Chatton's uh, podcast because he talks about this stuff and CDS to say. And um, I was listening to um, Tech Fan. Because uh, Tim was talking on there about the um, Amiibo. Amiibo. Um, yeah, the the Amiibo work with uh, which I collected a few of those. I don't have a lot of them. Okay. That uh, uh, you could use with the new 2DS XL and with the Switch and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and like I say, that intrigued me because he was talking about Nintendo's trying to clamp down on them because they're just NFC things. And he said you could go to eBay and buy a sheet of these things so you wouldn't have to buy the figurines uh, for like about 20 bucks. And I had a bunch of those things on there so you could just hold it up to the screen there and get the the loot basically without having to buy the figurines. But it, it did intrigue me, you know, what do you – what's the advantage besides having a cute little figure, figurine – what is the advantage of having those figures? You can use them to do things in-game. I mean, you can put characters in the game that wouldn't be in the game normally. Like, you could have, uh, I don't remember if Breath of the Wild supports it, but you could have Mario running around in Breath of the Wild if you wanted to or something, hmm. so to speak. I, I forget which ones support which, you sure. know, stuff like that. And you could have uh, Link's already in Mario Kart 8, but you could, you know, if he wasn't, you could hmm. put Link in there and 
you know, just stuff like that. I collect the figures. I've, I shouldn't say I collect them. I have two um, <laughs> just because I think they look cool. Um, they're right. neat looking figures. Um, but you can do stuff. Now, those, of course, don't work with this older stuff that I have. They're, they're more modern. They're more for the modern stuff, but uh, it's really pretty cool. I, I, I adore it. My, my kids love it. My son has tons of them. So, and if you do want a good game to try for the Switch, I would recommend you get Skylanders. Okay, for with uh, amiibo, amiibo support. Well, they yeah, it has amiibo support, but Skylanders also has their own figures. Uh, okay. Of which my son only has like about two hundred. Um, oh, <laughs> oh my! There's there's a three drawer uh, storage cabinet sitting across the room from me here that's just full of them because he's played almost every version except I think the original version of Skylanders because he wasn't into it at that point. But he's had every version of the game since then, and uh, it's actually a fun game. I enjoy. It. It's kind of a a. Uh, uh, a role-playing shooter game, but it's you're not shooter. Shooter is not the right term for it. It's just an adventure game, and it's fun, okay. and it's got a lot of weird characters, and you have these weird little moves that you can do, and then it's just stupid fun, I guess, for a better way of saying it. Okay. So. Well, and in um, Zelda, I'm um, trying to wrap my head around. You can cook up things in there you collect different things you can cook up potions or meals or whatever and so i'm still and i should maybe go online and see if somebody's put together a a recipe book so i i'm not so hit and miss on doing this stuff especially for cooking up potions or whatever but some of you can kind of figure out but there'd be some that'd be nice to have a little better idea what they do because sometimes i'm trying to cook up something i think it'll work and it'll come out as inedible or barely edible food or something like that so yeah um, but uh, you know that's uh, I've been trying to get some potions. Uh, I haven't gotten deep into the combat yet, and the few times I have, I did kind of get my butt kicked. So I combat's not my strongest suit, but uh, uh, I need to get back into there and experiment with that a little bit more and and get used to because my combat, I, yeah. That's well. I, when I play Borderlands, I always like the the uh, they call them legendary weapons, but basically they're weapons with superpowers. I need all the help I can get because I'm just not a a run and shoot and uh, that kind of guy. It's more like give me a big ass shield and a BFG, and so I can stand my ground and hopefully I'll be able to take the guy out before he takes me out. That's my fighting style, which isn't always the best. Sometimes you do have to be kind of stealthy and run and hide and shoot and duck and all that kind of stuff, but way too many things, because I've tried that a few times and I run off a cliff, which is really bad for your life in the game like that. So Yes, I can only imagine. Um, I will mention this to you. If you want to find out more about the Nintendo Universe... Um, I'll recommend a YouTube channel. You just have to be, you have to pick through some of the videos. I would recommend you follow or look into, it's called Metal Jesus Rocks. Mm. Uh, he's a video game collector, and he has a great channel. I think he's, I don't know how many thousands of videos he has online. But, like, for the DS, I, he usually has a a uh, buying guide for each of the different consoles and you can go watch it and he'll tell you what to look for in the hardware, the different models, what's the difference. Then they'll recommend some games to buy and all. And I mean, they do it for every console out there. I mean, everything from big box as they call it, big box PC games 
Atari games. I mean, you name it. The Atari 2600, 7800 stuff and all that. I mean, he talks about all that stuff. It's a great channel to watch, um, and he's a lot of fun. He actually worked for Sierra, Sierra, I don't know if it was Sierra Online or just Sierra Gaming back in the day. I don't know if you remember them from the early days of PC gaming. Oh, yeah. So he worked for them for a while, and he's actually in one or two of their games. I can't remember because they didn't. They needed somebody quick to be in a live action game, and they grabbed okay. him and a few other people in the office to work. And he actually explains that in one of his videos. But uh, I would encourage anybody to check out Metal Jesus Rock's YouTube channel. And uh, there's a lot of gaming gamer YouTube channels that I now follow and enjoy. And we watch. Uh, and he puts out two videos a week. I think it's Tuesdays and Fridays. If I'm not mistaken. And then he has other people that come on the channel with him that. I also now follow their YouTube channels and so on and so forth. So it is a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I was just, you said Sierra, and I was just, I know I played some of their games. I was just trying to look here and see which ones it was. Uh, I may have to look at this after a while because I thought they did, um, I thought it was Sierra that did the, um, oh, it was uh, Pharaoh and Rome, the city building games. I thought that was Sierra or Sierra. I Online. don't remember. It's been too long now. I don't remember. I know. I I honestly don't remember. They did, didn't they do? They did uh, uh, Leisure Suit Larry, I think, didn't they? Uh, I wish these was in alphabetical order. They got them in chronological order. Uh, they just... may may very well have uh, the, yeah. the Incredible Machine. They did a bunch of games that I remember playing back in the day. I just can't remember any particular titles off the top of my head right now. So. Yeah, like I said, that trip to memory. I'll have to explore this later. Yeah, I suppose we should try to, I don't know, move on to something else, perhaps? Well, yeah, I would say at this point we could move on to our show picks for this week. There we go. And since you have a, such a large selection of people to choose from. Uh, let's see. I think I'll spin the wheel and I'll point at you to go first. And it's funny you say wheel because the thing that I picked was. But I'm bumped. Yes. Um. I actually had another one that I was going to put down here, but then I came across this. And this is just uh, somewhat weird and odd enough that I thought this was kind of intriguing and it fits into our category. But basically, it's a electric wheel. You take the front wheel off your bicycle and you put this in there so you can have an electrically powered bike um, just by replacing your front wheel. Now, the price for this is $995, but... You replace your front wheel, and like I say, there's a battery that goes in there. And I didn't see how long it lasts. I just thought it's kind of cool. But that way you have yourself an electric bicycle without having to buy the whole bike. Uh, now, if you buy two, they're only $945 each. But um, uh, you just, like I say, take it out and replace it with uh, uh, your current wheel with this one, and it'll provide you – and like I say, I, I didn't look at it that close to see – how fast you can go, how far you can go. But uh, I just thought, you know, if we're going to do something weird and wacky here, and this is play money, why not? We can play with this. And um, it says 60-second installation, so it doesn't take long to do. Yeah, that uh, is quick. Yeah, a flat-proof tire. It says there – I'm watching the video. This guy is pounding a nail into a bicycle tire. Um, <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, so you can get a 26-inch uh, – Let's see. I'm the how it's made. Let's see here. 
Uh, I was hoping to see how long it would take, but, um, you know, and then they're asking about breaks and this kind of stuff. Like I said, I didn't take a lot of time to research this. I just saw it and thought it was, like, really cool. Yeah, it does look interesting if I still rode a bike, but I don't. So. <laughs> you know, Alan, um, I have been riding. The last few days, the weather has been kind of uh, rainy, and I've, I've been going to the chiropractor. I have my body put back in shape, and there's a couple days when he put my hips in. I just didn't really feel like riding a bicycle. So, um, But I think uh, I'll get back to it here. It's only been a couple days I've taken off. but um, And I'm doing it for my health, so I probably shouldn't get the electric wheel uh, because um, I should pedal, and I don't know that this would be the best for my pocketbook either. But I just saw it and thought it was a, a, a darn interesting idea. Yeah, it looks like the range um, can be anywhere from 12 to 20 miles, depending on a couple uh-huh. things. And it's a solid rubber tire as opposed to an inflated tire. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, there I saw. I, I, I breezed past. Yes, it's up to 12 miles and a recharge time of about three hours. So, you know, and I think that somewhere you can buy an extra battery pack and because uh, that was in the shop section here. An extra battery pack, I suppose it's going to be a couple hundred, 239. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, you can get a few, but like I say, it kind of negates the idea of the health aspects of riding a bicycle. But, um, yeah, but like puts said, the I fun just, back in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even if I had electric assist, assist going up the stupid hill, uh, we got this is a relatively flat town, but there's one big hill in town here. Uh, having something to help go up that would be kind of nice instead of beginning up to the top one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I like it. Very imaginative yeah. pick. Very imaginative. Well, I wasn't quite so imaginative, but I wanted to steal Melissa's thunder so that when she comes back, she can't pick this, folks, because I've already chosen it. So she's SOL, as we like to say on this show, uh, strategically out of luck. So uh, that's that's what it stands for, and I won't change my – that's what I say. I'm standing by that. Anyway – I chose, as I've been, you've heard me online and on the show, drooling over the new 12.9-inch iPad Pro. And for this amount, I went full bore, 12.9, 512 gigs of storage, space gray because there is no other color that makes sense because the other ones have the stupid white face, and I can't stand that. I don't care about the back color. It can be anything you want, but I can't stand the white face on my iOS devices. Um so this comes in at a grand total of $1,099, but this would just be luscious to have. This would be go this would be luscious senior or, or big luscious maybe. You'd have to have two tongues to lick both of them. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, it like I say my iPhone and my iPad are my primary computing devices at this point. I've said that 100 times. And, you know, while I've been a little under the weather and stuff like that, when I'm propped up in my recliner and can't do much of anything, between those two devices, I can do 98% of what I do sitting here uh, talking to Mike or Elisa or Melissa. Though, so, yeah, it's they're nice devices. So, yes, mm-hmm. Melissa, that is now out of limits. You cannot choose any shape, form, or fashion of the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. I might so, give you a little leeway on the smaller iPad Pro. You know. Well, so what you're saying is she's uh, Melissa, the thunderless god goddess now. That's right. She has no thunder. So, unlike Mark, who is the thunder down under. So. 
Uh, I don't even want to know. Yeah, I don't either. I just put an image in my mind I didn't need. (laughs) So I think on that note, folks, we'll wrap up the show this weekend. It's going to take a while, but we'll go through the outroduction so you know where you can find all of us at. So let's start with, let me see, Mike. Oh, I was going to, I thought you were going to go Bueller, Bueller. Oh, uh, anyway, if you do want to know what uh, I have to say as Kevin shakes his head and wonders about my mental stability, um, you can uh, see me on Twitter uh, at DSC Chipman. I, I post things there once in a while. And um, you can also check me out at my uh, about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Yes, and go over and listen to Sci-Fi Tech Talk if you haven't recently. I just listened to... I'm behind, and I can't remember which episode I was just listening to. Y'all were talking about a book that was somewhat sexist, and I can't remember the name of the book. Oh, um, the no, it wouldn't be that one. Uh, the the Dreams Beyond Void was one we were calling the podcast Beyond Void because we couldn't get that one done. Uh, oh, um, it was written was back in the '60s or the '50s or something. It wasn't Heinlein, uh, was it? Um, let me see. I can't remember. There was and there was no real tech in it, and you were talking about the free love experience. This guy was ahead of the curve. Um, let's see here. As Mike types away while I drastically try to fill the dead silence with words. Uh, well, yeah, I, I've got it here. I'm trying to remember. Uh, wasn't uh, sexist? It wasn't the man who fell to Earth? No, no. This was recorded, was it late last year oh. or early this year? Oh, yeah. You're, okay, yeah, you are a little bit behind. Yeah, I remember which one it was. Cause, um, well, I don't listen to them in order oh, always. Um, oh, Heinlein. Um, um, oh, shoot. Ah, Stranger in a Strange Land. That's it. Because he yes. was coming back from Mars. He'd been raised yep. on Mars. Mars, and- yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, and like you know, I think one of the lines in there was, uh, I think I told Julie, "Hey, honey, you want to run off and get us some coffee?" Good thing we was doing videos. I'm pretty sure her laser eyes would have just bore right through me. I'd be a piling of smoking ash right now. Well, if Julie happens to listen to this episode of Kiki Shaver, Julie, I'll just say to you this: front and center. <laughs> oh yeah, she'll <laughs> make the trip down to Virginia just to kick your sorry butt. So yeah, well. Get in line. There's a long line. Anyway, <laughs> so folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can go over to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and you can find links to other things I may have done in the past or crimes I may or may not have committed. And if you want to find out more about the show, you can go over to geekishowever.com. And if you want to leave us a review or comments in iTunes, they're always welcome. And we greatly appreciate all those that have done that. It really helps us get discovered. So, folks, until next week, when there may be more of us, or there may not be, depends. (laughs) So between now and next week, if you don't do anything else, don't forget to hug a geek. Yeah, I think just a straight ad, don't you? Yeah. Like what? What would we say? Like tech fan podcast uh, or? Are you are you interested in technology and gadgets? Uh huh. Do you um, want to listen to two guys who know technology and gadgets? Are we claiming to be those guys? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Are we claiming to be that be those guys? You be the judge. Tech fan podcast. No, yeah, that'll work. Let's yeah? use that as yeah? an ad.